Hi, I'm Lisa Kennedy and you're listening to The Bra and the Brave. This podcast celebrates the creative and the courageous. I am fascinated by those who are talented, forward-thinking and inquisitive. Sharing their stories, wisdom and everything in between, The Bra and the Brave is about people and their passions. So on to today's episode... Do you, you go as Kevin? I, 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 yeah, cool. Because I did that, that before, but actually, we opened the podcast with a whole me saying somebody's name wrong, which was a great start. Because I, 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 I just, it was just by chance I started using my middle name. Right, okay. No one calls me Kevin Daniel, it's just Kevin. Cool. But musically, I, I just put it out as that. Yeah, well, I actually checked the cover of Future Relics and I was like, oh, he's used the Daniel. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Daniel. That was just a. Uh, when I started studying it, at school at the conservatoire I went in on like the day you have to like sign up and you get your student card and they were like what's your name and I was like Kevin and they were like no your full name and I was like Kevin Daniel Cahill and they were like right and then they put it out and then I got my student card and I was like that's you but I never Kevin thought Daniel, I never thought just to be like Kevin Cahill I was uh-huh. like what and then Daniel's nice I, no it's cool well my younger brother's called Daniel so I think they wanted to call me either Kevin or Daniel but they couldn't decide and then when Daniel was born they just called him Daniel but nice. I really like the name Daniel, or like Danny, it's yeah. nice, but... Um, so you get the best of both worlds? Maybe, I, Kevin, I feel like Kevin's just a pointless name. Away! <laughs> it's just know. like... I don't know many Kevins. Very beige, I think. It's a beigeist. <laughs> what would I, you like to be called? I don't if know. If you could change your name by depot, what would you call yourself? Probably Danny or Dan. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. But anyway, that that's why. So well, your brother's he's claimed that one. Aye, aye, exactly. No, but then when I was studying from then, anything like any concerts I did in the school or outside, I just like went Kevin Dan, and then that was it. Fair dues. So I just, it just. I'm stopped. glad you've said your name about a million times. You've now just introduced yourself to the podcast. Oh great! Well, there you go. I am with Kevin Daniel Cal. Uh, there you go, class. And we are just meeting for the first time ever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Picked exactly. up at the station. Bell in Cell. old Bell Cell. I know. My hometown where, I'm, where I was born. <laughs> totally. Me too. In yeah. the maternity. Although I, I think I was before you. <laughs> it's different though. There's lots of more roundabouts in it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, or that one at Tesco that's not really round. It's kind of old. Aye, 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 aye. It? <laughs> aye. It's mental. It's free for all. I know. <laughs> and I discovered you on the old Instagram as I do with some of the other guests on this podcast. Right. And you are a classical guitarist. I am. And yep. um, you recently brought out your first. Is it your first? It's my first album. Yeah, your man. first album, Aye. which is amazing. Thank you. Very I love much. it. Thank I absolutely you. love it. Really and, great. Um, my first question. I'm going to go a bit left field, but just to no, get please started, do it. If you were to say one track was the soundtrack to your childhood, if you could think of one song that kind of you remember from growing up, whether it was playing in your house or a song that you're obsessed with or your parents listened to. Does uh, that? I think like the but me and my brothers used to go on holiday with my mum and dad mm-hmm. to we used to go to Spain all the time yes. and it's quite funny because me and my older brother talk about it now and we sometimes we just I think my dad had this mixtape okay and he must have like he must have made it before he went out there nice and every time we were in the car I'm pretty sure Daniel will remember this as well but uh-huh. like every time he was in the car he used to play these same tunes over and over again <laughs> and it was just like it, but that is like one of my one of my earliest just musical memories that was like who sings that song Road to Hell Chris Rhea oh Chris Rhea aye but like that song it's like there's something about it like I remember when I think back on it not not even knowing if I like music or not but I remember things like that because it's like a big guitar thing mm. in it things like that it's a good driving song that aye one. just <laughs> stuff like that like the, it's not just that song but it's like that tape and there was uh-huh. like 
Pointer Sisters were on it as well. Nice. Just lots of cool stuff, and every time I think back of it, it's like a really sort of nice, fuzzy, warm memory. But I remember like hearing those things and just being like, they are doing something to me, and I don't, <laughs> I don't even know what it is yeah, yet. Yeah, but it was cool. cool. But that's one of the ones I remember from like really growing up. But so they were were they big into music? No, not well. They not they not really. They like when I when I grew up more, they would like when I was starting to get any guitar, they mm. would like. They kept talking to me about the Eagles. There's this funny thing, like, with my mates, who some of them play guitar as well, and it's like, this generation of parents who just love the Eagles, yeah. everyone... My like, parents included. Ah, it's like... <laughs> and they're, uh, 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 they're, like, untouchable in a way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> me and my mate always make this joke where, like... Eagles um, and Bruce. Bruce Springsteen's my, my man. He's, That's my he's, dad's Aye, he's amazing. Like, yeah. mum and dad weren't so much into him, but they uh-huh. were just, like, the Eagles were, like, God, right? Yeah. And it was, like, <laughs> any time they would be like listening like on the radio or something like that my, I, I could play guitar and my dad would go can you play that and I'd go listening and I'd go eh I and he'd go no you can't like it was like no, nobody could beat the Eagles and even if you were like practicing like a, an amazing like like back or some sort of contemporary music piece in guitar you play it for them and they'd go can you play something I know like the Eagles are that and I'd be like just leave the Eagles alone but and it's kind of funny it's like my mate says the exact same stories so as well Aye, so they made them sort Everything of elitist. Everything measured against the aye, aye, and it's frustrating, but it's like they're class, but it's like, mm. aye. So, <laughs> so if your parents were in musical, what was the impetus to pick up the guitar? Was it something at school? No, it was, uh, there was like pictures of me. Apparently, like when I was younger, I used to dress up as Brian Adams for like Halloween. So, and I was going to marry Brian Adams. <laughs> like my mum invited him to my 18th birthday party. No, even kidding. Did he come? No, he broke his arm. He fell off, not at, not at my party. <laughs> he fell off his motorbike. Are you I got mom? a letter. I got a letter. Really? Yeah, like I was going to marry Brian Adams. Like I, I adored him. How did you get in touch with him? My mum, I don't even know. My mum, like, Great. got in touch with his publicist or whatever. Class? Yeah, so, yeah. I, I, no, I used to, apparently, <laughs> I used to dress up as him and wear, like, cool. double, double denim. And I had oh, this nice. little toy guitar, and I, apparently, I used to, like, sing to my mum all the time. I don't remember, but there is pictures. There's a really funny picture of me with this little plastic guitar. Okay. And just like for Halloween, and that I think it's on my Instagram actually. That's who I was, Brian Adams. I'll need to check it out. But like, uh, there was a there was a teacher because I, I took lessons in a in high school. Just mm-hmm. like from a teacher, I get one lesson. Like I get like fifty minutes every week. I got lessons too. I think we just chatted quite a lot. Well, my teacher was the man. His name's David Cowan, and he was from like around here. Mm-hmm. He's a bass player, guitarist, but he was like. He just gave me so much, cause I, cause my older brother, um, the, I was like into music of like the White Stripes and all yes. this sort of stuff, like that sort of scene, like the Strokes mm-hmm. and that. And I'd never played guitar, but it was like I took my older brother's CD from his room when he was out and listened to it. And then it was that White Stripes album called Elephant, and then that was like my. I remember like I didn't really care that much. I just loved skateboarding and hanging out with my mates mm-hmm. and listening to music, yeah. and, and it was just like I never really did anything and I heard this White Stripe song and then I was like, it's the only thing ever, ever, ever in life that I've been like, this is it, this is what I have to do and it was really? never, it never, it never changed. It sometimes when I got older, I didn't, when I was trying to like get into the conservatoire and stuff, like I was worried what would happen if, I would just put these roadblocks up to myself, I was like, if I don't get in, I might have to stop, which is ridiculous but like, I remember at that time I was like, because I started playing guitar quite late so I was like, 14 or something and then I took it a little bit more serious later on but like David Cowan gave me lots of lessons like I used to skip uh, I can't count I'm really bad at maths like I can't count so I (laughs) knew this for years so I used to just like 
miss maths lessons and then just go and chap on his door. I don't think he's done you any harm. I think you're alright. Aye, sound, but he was like great because he was just like, uh, oh, you're back. And I'd be like, please, please, just let me come in and sit down. He'd be like, and he just used to sit and like teach me on his lunch break wow. and stuff. He was amazing. Yeah. He was really, really good. So was that nice in Airdrie? You went to high school? Aye, St. Margaret's High School yes, in Airdrie. Yeah. totally. So mm. it was just from then on, you were just, you had like a clear... I I knew it was guitar and it was more like rock based, mm. like bluesy stuff. And then it, it sort of just stemmed from there and then like any sort of art or that you get in like, you find your one way and then you just sort of connect the dots. Absolutely. And then it just just goes so yeah. like my roots are like in like rock and blues sort mm. of music that's like my I think old Delta Blues music is like my favourite music style yeah genre of all I think totally so it's really honest I think. Mm. and going to the conservatoire was that then like you know the, the next step or were you considering another pathway I, I, I went to Coatbridge College to do I did an HNC and a HN I started to do an HND and sound recording but I, during this time like I'd left high school because like fifth year they were like you're really good at English uh, music and drama because mm-hmm. I was doing like higher or advanced higher okay. I was going to go to do my sixth year and you don't have to stay after yeah. that and uh, they were like, but you, you've not picked maths. You need to pick maths because it's really bad and you need to work on it. And I was like, to like the guidance person, I was like, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't do it. Yeah. Like, I can't do maths. Like, I find it really, really difficult. And she was like, well, I'm not letting you pick English and that unless you pick maths. And I was like, well, I'll leave. And she was like, fine. And I was like, right, catch. And then I left. And then the only thing I knew, my only sort of access was like, I think a lot of people did this, like, that I, that I knew growing up, like, in Coatbridge or Airdrie, like the only place you could do sort of music was at Coatbridge College, yeah. but I don't know if they do the course anymore there. Okay. Uh, but I went, but it was all learning how to like do like sound recording and right. stuff. Yeah. So playing was like quite minimal when I did like a year and then within that year I started, uh, I had the lesson with a mate, like a family friend and his girlfriend at the time. Uh, I think I went over to play something or to get a lesson on something with him, but I could play it better than he could. And he was like, just kind of sitting there, he was like, oh, my, oh, do you want to hear something great? And he shouted his girlfriend and he was like, go and play something for Kevin. And she sat down and she, it's the first time I've ever seen like a classical guitar player play. Right. So she played for me just like in the living room. Mm. And I was like, that's, I, that's what I want to do. And she was like, great. Well, and Johnny, Johnny's name is, he was like, you can just take lessons with her now. And he just like <laughs> left. And then I went back to her for like, oh, yeah. so I started taking lessons with her and I took lessons for like, I think it was like, I never played that style of guitar before, but I took lessons for like maybe like half a year, and she was like, "You should just apply to the conservatoire and see what happens." Mm. And I was like, "There's no way," because I couldn't read music. I, my theory was really bad and all this. I was just like, I could just basically get around. Mm. She was like, "You should apply," so I did it, and then they gave me like a reserve offer, right. which I never thought I would get. I was yeah. like, "That would be class if I could get in there," and then so. I stopped my HND because I realised that if I continued on past a certain point, if I did get into uni, I'd have to pay my first year fees because you can't yeah, repeat the year. Course, right. So I left and, yeah. they, and the school were super supportive. They were like, if this is what you want to do, go and do it, best of luck. Yeah. So I just like worked and took lessons with her. Then I applied again and I didn't get in. And I was like, oh at, at this time I was like 22 and I was like, I'm going to try again for another year and if I don't get in I just was like super stressed I was like I'm getting old it's too late just does these daft things <laughs> which make I know I'm like I'm be- I just turned 30 and I'm like and now I'm like that's ridiculous I know but, but at I, the time obviously it's uh, like consuming that's just what you want and your uh, big time's like 
Exactly, so I... Rushing away from you. So I looked at, like, backups that were mental. They just weren't music-based at all. Like, right. I looked at the police. I looked at the fire brigade. Stuff like that. And I was, like, halfway doing my police application form. And I was, like, <laughs> just... I made it actually much more stressful for myself because, like... Because you I was, really wasn't what you wanted to do. Uh, no, not at all. But, like, I knew that I wanted to do music. But I just felt, for some reason, like, if I don't get into this school, then... That's it. I like I'm not good enough, and then whatever. Which I work that I work that way now. Like I I give myself like specific goals to make, but they're not be all or end all now. They're okay. like yeah. more. I'm more interested. More perspective on things. Now. I like I'm older and I'm hopefully smarter, but I don't <laughs> think I am. But uh, <laughs> but I so and then eventually the third third time trying like three wow, years in a row I, I get in, which yeah. was class. So I just spent that time like pretty much like just learning classical and then when I get in it was just like some people were at the same level as me because our year was quite a funny year because it was like the biggest intake of guitar students oh, right, okay. which was only like seven people right. but then the year after there was only like, in like one guitarist wow. so it was like you're so it's so competitive like you're really fighting for a place so it's like I think like one of the years the year above us was only like three guys playing guitar Jeez, oh. it was mental yeah. so it's like super small class Absolutely. but it's great and do you enjoy that experience then? Oh, it was amazing. Course? Yeah, it was so good. I learned so much. I, I met so many, so many lovely people. I met some absolute... <laughs> story, is that? That's life. Yeah, yeah no, it was good. I, the, the guitar department there and the teachers, like Peter, Malcolm, Alan, Phil, Matthew, they're all just so, so good. That's they're, amazing. They're great, great people. Yeah. yeah. You went down a route of classical playing. Like, aye. was that then, this is what... I'm gonna do. No, it was like because uh, I'd learned electrics, but mm-hmm. I, the year before I get in, when, or when I so I found out I get in in October, and I knew that I wouldn't be starting until the following year. Got you. So I spent time with a teacher who basically beat out my bad technique that I picked up bad habits from electric guitar. So I had to relearn how to play guitar for a year. Oh wow! And it was the worst year ever. <laughs> So now when I teach kids or teach mm-hmm. people, I'm really focused on like very specific things so nobody has to do what I did. Like yeah, how, yeah. you must get it yourself if you've like learned something like a routine or oh, a yeah. technique for dancing. It's ingrained. And then, yeah, and then someone comes along and goes, mm, this isn't that good, you're, you're going to hit a wall. Uh-huh. And then you need to go back to the beginning you're like, I can already dance. But they're like, <laughs> no, and they're just, uh-huh. they won't even let you take a step. Yeah. And you're just dying to do it. Uh-huh. So I learned a lot about like being super patient and like respecting teachers and and, mm. and also just like being patient myself because I was like the way I look at music now or like or just guitar playing in general, it's like a lifelong thing. But before I was quite like I need to do this, I need to do this. It was like you ever seen all these end goals? I no, I I wasn't when I, at the time I th- sort of slapped myself about. I was like you want to do this now but there's literally no rush mm. do you know what I mean so just take 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 your time and fix what you need to fix and and look at the, the bigger picture rather than like yeah. this kind of thing but you've obviously got like a massive work ethic you're um, obviously hard working you had your eye on the prize but then like you're saying to be to keep applying aye. to then also relearn aye. how you're going to play you're really driven they are, I, I, but I'll, I operate on fear, so okay. I, I think it's like a, like, a raised, like, Catholic guilt thing that's never left me, like, I'm just like, if I lie in in bed too late, like, uh-huh. the, la- the actually the last week it's been class, because, like, I did a lot of stuff, so I just had, like, a few days just to, like, 
do nothing mm-hmm. and I just like watched which is important too I was like I, I like doing that now like I, yeah. like one day I'll just sleep for ages but even when I do that I'm like oh no I feel like really really <laughs> guilty a hard time. I, I always operate on this sort of fear I just call it. it's like this could end now like mm. anything could end now so try and make the most of it and try and enjoy it and try and work as hard as you can because you don't know not necessarily like you're going to, I don't mean it like you could die tomorrow that kind of thing no. I just mean like any of the good opportunities I've had could be taken away true I think that's just like working in the arts isn't it like Aye. you're just aware that things are so, so precarious so you'd uh, never know yeah so yeah. I always try to do my best and like be nice and then that's it oh you're giving all the good advice on this podcast I don't know about that man <laughs> don't swear I'm trying my hardest not to swear to it the fact that you're here yeah, is mm. you'd be nice because like you don't know me and no, you were kind enough to, to, to say I, I'll come and do this and of that's, course like that's that's the thing like I, I really feel like 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 so for example the people who played on my album right mm. I asked them not so much like to do me a favour but like I kind of and even because there's like some composers on the album as well so it's like a mix of like music that I've written and then music that people have written for me so it's okay. like composers other musicians and like producers and stuff and I asked them because I res- respected them but in a way that like it's a really nice thing like there's a lot of people everyone on this album that played with everyone is just super nice and just everyone's just trying to help each other out lovely and even some of them like I'm just in awe of everyone that played on it because they're just like if I'm like here they're like much higher in my mind they're like here so I'm like the very fact that they would agree to work with me is like I feel super like lucky but then you've got to think they obviously think highly of you I I don't I I Maybe they get you. And what well, I think I don't know. I maybe may, maybe, but there's something in me that just maybe if I maybe I'm just a nice nice person yeah, and, yeah, and they're like I, I, fine. and they want to do it for that music. I can't really say musically. They, they might think I'm shy. Uh, I well, don't know. Sorry, I have seen videos of you playing the guitar. You're incredible. Thank you like, so much. The, I mean, but for, as someone who can play about four chords. <laughs> no, I mean, but that's the thing. Like, I, you can get yourself around the guitar. I like, would see if like I've seen, if it's, but I'm crap though. Because see if it was like a party, someone would go, Kevin, play something. I'd be like, I don't know what to play. Like, I was like, <laughs> do you want me to play some Bach or something? And I, everyone would go, that's fucking. Uh, like, do you want to play the Eagles? Ah, uh, exactly. Play the Eagles, and I'd be like, fuck. Oh, yeah. There'd be a scrap, man. I'd be like, oh god. <laughs> so what? When you were at the conservatory Conservatory, were you Aye. planning on this album? Were no, you, was, this, I, was this in your mind that you were going to do it? No, the being there was like a big eye-opener because like I felt like I loved working with the teachers. Uh, being there allowed me to like, so I just finished a master's in Germany. So I wow. was travelling back and forth to Germany to do my <laughs> master's. Okay. So I just finished the master's like a month ago. So it was your master's? It was in performance and guitar. Right, okay. It's just like another... It's like another level, but not so much like my teacher over there, his name's Thomas, he's like amazing. Mm. He didn't really teach me how to play guitar, but he taught me how to work well and analyse music and and interpret music in a way. He never like was like, play this and put your da 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 It wasn't like that, it was like how you work, how you interpret music, how you perform and how your your artistic impression comes across. So I learned a lot, mm. a lot, a lot about that. And even just being able to go to travel to Germany, like I had to learn how to speak German and stuff. So it was like, all this stuff, it's like all just born out of like the guitar. That's amazing. So I'm just like, like from up the road, I'm like the very fact that it's, I just try to look at it. I'm really a romantic person. So I try and look at it as like simple and as factual as possible. It's like, this is my instrument. And because of this, it's allowed me to travel and meet class people. 
that's it. Like, yeah, but you've worked hard, and your talent. You've got a natural, like talent. There, you've got a natural ability. It's not just like you know you worked really hard. Now you can play guitar. You obviously had you know a natural ability, but uh, then you're honing that craft all the time. I I find you know? like because there's there's players that are, are good friends of mine and other musicians and stuff that I see that are just like absolute monsters when they play and I know that I'm not that technically gifted but I, I, I've had to work a lot to be able to play the stuff I can play those technical boundaries never I never really thought of them I was like if I want to say or do this I have to be able to be like it's not like going to the gym because you want to get big it's because mm. you, you generally want to get fitter yes so then gradually without even knowing it you are able to it's like learning a language like first of all you can only learn a word and then mm. you learn a phrase and then I was more interested of like trying to like say what I wanted to say rather than being like I want to what say yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah it was never yeah. like that no. so like no you're communicating through your, your music aye, aye. so the whole masters in Germany was that something that you sought out or was that just an opportunity that was already so go, going back to the when I was in the conservatoire so mm-hmm. it was like I kind of like halfway through I didn't I knew that I I love playing classical guitar that style I love the repertoire it allowed me to like express myself and play the guitar in a really intricate or good way mm-hmm. like a really expressive way because I know that like I wanted to be able to have the vocabulary because I can play electric guitar and I can like do all that sort of mm. stuff not so much like jazz like I'm really into, getting more and more into jazz now I'd love to like maybe take jazz lessons or something but I can play electric mm-hmm. and like you've heard on the album so it's like yeah. that sort of stuff but classical allowed me to like fuse the two of those things together and when I was leaving I was like basically we had a visiting artist we always get visiting artists and that's why the conservatoire is a really good place because you get top top people coming in yes. to give you lessons for Absolutely. a couple of days and then they leave and in my first year uh, my, Thomas his name is Thomas Zavaruka he's a Polish guy he was like visiting artist and he came he came in in my first year and I had never like met like someone from another country giving yeah. guitar lessons everyone mm. was really new for me and we had a lesson and it was just amazing and I left and I was like I love that really guy awesome. like that guy is the man he gave me a lesson and then he came back in my final year right, okay. and he was trying to like build a department in Germany and he was like what are you going to do are you going to do a masters and I was like no I'm going to move to London and uh, try and get some work and stuff and he was like why don't you come out for the guitar festival I'm running in addition and just see what happens and I was like yeah I'll go and mm. I went out and um, he was like I did the audition and he was like right okay welcome to Germany boy like you did it and I was like great but I was like could I like travel a bit and do it and he was like definitely so he it just sort of happened and I really really love him like mm. he, we clicked so well and he's like a best friend but I love see I like people when they teach me they like go like this is shite here's what you need to do right, okay. and they just tell me straight away right, like, okay. I love that I don't no like faff. yeah I don't like people going mm, well maybe it's like just I'm like just tell me <laughs> just tell me what you want me to do man like I hate that and uh, he um, he was great and it was just he opened my mind so for the last two years I've been studying with him and mm. my playing got better just because of the things he was asking me to do and repertoire we played and stuff but like musically and how I think about things and how I prepare myself like he taught me some like amazing amazing stuff and I love him fantastic opportunity that's awesome yeah I was so lucky I was really lucky to get mm. in there as well so yeah um, but the fact that you you know you were obviously like you had a plan to go to London. You were like, no. Well, I, I did do that, so yeah. I moved. But then okay. I, I also did this in conjunction with it. So I moved to London 
got work, started doing all the things I kind of wanted to do. And then I was running this on the side. So ah, whenever right. I had time off, I'd fly over. Jeez, for, I'd do lessons and classes cool. and, on weekends. And then I would fly back. And I just did it back and forth for like Amazing. two years. Brilliant. It was class. I'd rather do it that way because if I moved there, it would be like moving to like nowhere and just being like, pra- I like I don't like doing that. No. I, I know a lot. Of, there's a lot of students who who do do mm. that, but that's not for me. I'd go mental. I'd be yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I like being about and doing stuff. I work better that way. Yes. So I clearly a sociable person who likes to be busy. I think so. <laughs> so then the album. Yeah. How did that come about? Was that? Um, while you were doing the masters, while you were flying from London. Uh, uh, I, I just didn't have enough on your plate. Because I, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Because when I left, I started playing and stuff like that. And and for years, like people, I, my, a lot of my favorite bands are like instrumental sort of post rock bands, mm-hmm. like really emotional, like kind of like the stuff that's on the album, like that inspired. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to play in a band like that. And then I. I was in Greece last year okay. in the summer and I had an idea just so I was like what because I had a lot of time just there just to like think and just yes. chill out and I was like what do I want to do what could I do and then I was like sort of just putting together the idea and then I went back to London and then I had an idea just to commission composers that I liked okay. and just make an album of new music for guitar Yes. and then I realised that I didn't want to do that like it wasn't my own voice because I, I, I probably will one day just do like a solo classical guitar like the complete works of somebody right mm-hmm. but I was like I'm going to try and I phoned my friend who was one of the composers and I was like do you think it would be a good idea to like take pieces from composers put them in the album and then write my music in and around them and he was like that sounds class and then eventually that's what I did mm-hmm. and I literally had the thought and then I wrote all the stuff I've got, all, all my demos and stuff were all just recorded on my phone. Right. Just like, like this right now. Just like, I've got an idea and they sound really, really crap. And then I would just book the studio and then okay. it just started to snowball. That's and then awesome. I, I can't, I don't even know how it happened. It uh-huh. just happened. I commissioned these composers. I had the pieces. I learned them quite fast and commissioned them quite fast. And then all the stuff I wrote for the album was literally done in like each track, like the first track in the album was recorded in London with my mate Ross. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm coming up to record something. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but I want it to sound. And I had this vision. And then he literally was like, right, you hit a chord. And I was like, and then I started, just started playing. Yeah. And that was it. And then I, and I sort of like, I was like, oh, that's really nice. And I figured out and it all happened in like 20 minutes. Wow. The second piece on the album was a commission. Uh, the third piece on the album, the Akaba one, the, like that's my favorite. Is it? Yeah. Well, that's inspired by one of my favorite films, Lawrence of Arabia, and uh, like, I was like, that's like a film score. I well. And then I was like, oh, that'd be a really good contemporary dance piece. Oh really? Like, yeah, well, yeah, please, yeah. like, use it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I, yeah. I'm not a contemporary choreographer. I'm Get it out there. Theater, but I, yeah, I could see like somebody could do. Yeah. Something beautiful. Well, a lot of the tracks in that album are like really like cinematic and. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, yeah. is that something that I think it's that just realm that you would I, well, go lo- into? Well, a lot of that. Well, I'm trying to do that right now. Mm. Like, I'm talking with some people that are like maybe I could start writing for a TV and film, but I don't know. I'd mm. love to do that. Just try it. But yeah, like, that, like there was a guy that I know, John McFarlane, who was on the podcast. I know him. I took Do a list. I took a oh, list right, of him okay. years ago. Jesus, I, I, I know him for years because like he's from this area as well. I know. And I, his dad played my dad, so that's. I saw. Know. I saw he was on the thing, yeah. and, and I was like, "That is that the guy?" 
and I looked him up and I took a couple of lessons with him like years <laughs> there ago. There you go. Uh, Small he's a really nice guy. Yeah, he really is. Uh, but like that, like it wasn't composing wasn't something that he actually went into. He was playing he, bands for years. I he's amazing though, John. Like his theory is just like off the charts as well. And he, he's he's a guitar player, but he's like sort of he's just a really good musician, like mm. composer. He's like yeah. sort of transcended the guitar player he was, and now uh-huh. he's like guitarist, composer overall musician yeah. so all this talent in North Lanarkshire I know it's class because when I contacted you I had no idea you were actually from this area aye aye so shows you Airdrie <laughs> talented I know <laughs> even without your higher maths by the way oh I, I, I wasn't even higher maths I was like foundy maths man. I couldn't even get past well, that well I you was alright it toughened me up though I was always in foundation class with like the, the, all the neds so they were just like slagging me all the time and I was just slagging them back it was good for my father <laughs> Good for the banter. <laughs> no, but uh, the Akaba piece was yes. like I had I wrote that in again Greece last year. Like I couldn't sleep and I sat at the the kitchen table. I've got the recording on my phone, oh my and it was just a, I was just like this Arabian sort of scale thing that I kind of really liked. And uh, I was like, oh my god, I know exactly what this is going to go like. And I voice memoed my mate Graham who played drums, uh-huh. and I've got it on my phone. It's embarrassing. I was like, I was like mouth drumming the drums I was going boom 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 and he was like playing a guitar over it never just lose that though that, do you know what I mean like well, those recordings I've got them they're, 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 they're class and then literally we went into the studio and then that's what it was and that was like really inspired by like again like Lawrence of Arabia yeah. and, and the other song that's with the drums in the album called uh, Flo Decker that's mm. inspired by Blade Runner oh okay, just like right. these beautiful beautiful films and beautiful sort of like cinematography and colours and obviously the actors and stuff it just it's not necessarily about the film but it's how the, those films make me make feel. feel I was really happy with the Akiba one because it was like a really stupid idea sitting at the kitchen table with my acoustic guitar and what an amazing it, story to tell though but it I just, just couldn't it, sleep one night and I just wrote this amazing story no but I get that though like I, I, I get it a lot like I'm like I've got an idea and then I'll, I'll wake myself up in the night and I, I don't necessarily go and get my guitar but mm-hmm. I'll lie and I'll think about how I'm going to, or just I'll arrange it sort of in my head, and then then I can sleep. But it's crap because <laughs> it, sometimes it just it doesn't happen a lot. Uh-huh. But when it happens, like it happened with every track on this, and then okay. I just went with it. Yeah. So I've been sort of doing it now for this stuff I'm going to record next week. But that was how all those songs sort of came together. We're all like wrote super quick. Mm. More about not actually like notating the notes down. It was just like naturally where my hands wanted to go and where my ear would like try and make it I always like so try and make it really emotional organically like, kind of yeah. thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's exactly. so cool yeah. and everyone that you interacted and worked with on that album obviously there was like a unique experience with all the different people that you'd asked to be on it I would imagine I, the whole process of the album was like I wanted it to be like a pour or a disposable camera where like if someone took a picture of us right now it would be this moment now because I think there's too much stuff now where you like edit it like I take a picture on Instagram and I do it as well like you edit it to make it look better than it actually is and it's like it's nice it makes it but it makes it fake in a way and with with, with the musicians I love all the artwork that is on your Instagram like all the stuff to do with that well that's all taken on like old old cameras and it was like one shot that that was the kind of mentality that I wanted to bring to the album like old blues music like if you listen to like Sun House or Robert Johnson recordings they're like the sound quality is so bad and they're playing there's so many like there's a, just a roughness and a genuine to it and it's not about how good or bad you can play the instrument it's about how well you're communicating and even now 
people try and recreate that stuff and they can't do it so it's like I wanted to think the album to be like even with Graham coming in like he'd never heard the songs before he'd never played Abigail played violin she'd never heard Georgia never heard the tune that she was singing mm-hmm. over Nobody, the only guy that knew one of the tracks was Mikey T who played Cornet on the second last tune we wrote that together Okay. but everything else is like everyone came in it's like, almost like jamming exactly like from our jazz discipline because yeah. Graham's a jazz drummer Okay. and he's amazing so he came in and was like right, what are we doing and I sort of walked him through the tune and then we just did like sort of three quick rehearsals of it and then we recorded it and then that was it so everything is like of the moment yeah not too refined aye what people felt like they wanted to do in that moment that's cool even me like my playing like I don't remember necessarily all the stuff that I played on it it just I remember just instinctively doing stuff and then when it was over I was like that's it (laughs) can't remember doing it like I couldn't remember I tried to play one of the songs the other day and I couldn't remember that's what the thing like if I was to like you know put on a track and start dancing aye. there's no way I'll remember the chorus exactly and aye. you can come up with some really nice stuff in the moment you're like oh, this is cool never going to remember it aye but that's that makes it totally unique that you've been able to capture that aye well I couldn't remember how to play one of the songs and I had to go into like the library of all the stuff that we filmed and zoom in on what my hand was doing because I couldn't remember <laughs> how to so. do it just couldn't remember it it was like I was like oh my god I wrote this like this is bad <laughs> And were there other tracks that didn't make the cut or were you very specific about the ones that you were going to include? I think like I, I knew, I used to drive Luigi, the guy who sort of like helped me produce and record the album. He was like, how many songs do you want to do? And I'd go, five, eight, <laughs> maybe one more. And he was like, how do you know you need one more? I was like, I just know we need one more song. And then it, I got it and it became like this cohesive thing. There was, was there was one track that was supposed to be on it. It was one of the commissioned pieces. Mm-hmm. I took that off because later in the year there's like a there's a compilation going out on vinyl of like Glasgow musicians and stuff right so we took that me and the composer who talked about it we took that off Mm -hmm. which I felt quite bad about that because he was the first guy I spoke to about his name's Rory Comerford he's a composer musician and I felt quite bad about like taking it off because he was like the sort of catalyst for the project but then we spoke about it and it was like maybe better for both of us and him to like put it on this thing. Okay, Because cool. I think this vinyl thing is going to be quite cool. Amazing. And then when I had the the album, it just seemed perfect. Yeah. Like it went really well. There's one song that I recorded years and years ago called Buried at Sea. And it was like, I used to do this thing with my iPhone. I just put my iPhone on top of my amp, just like the way I record. And I hit record and I just played. And I, I recorded this like years ago and uh and I was going to use that first, but I never. So this thing I'm going to record next week, I'm going to use that that nice. song. Yeah. So it's more like ambient, dreamy, nighttime music. Lovely. And the name Future Relics. That's awesome. just because it's like new music mm-hmm. in an old, either old formats or old way. So it's like the the old way of like commissioning a composer, yeah. like old school way, like mm. they would do. Like you commission, they pay. So old traditions. It was on tape, it was inspired yes. by nostalgia, all the photography's analogue, some of the stuff was recorded in tape, uh, the artwork is all disposable stuff, so it's like, I like the idea of like Future Relics being like, new music, new ways of doing things, but in an old tradition. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I liked, And Future Relics has kind of became like a collective, like in my mind, like, sort of like a band, like anyone that's involved in Future Relics is part of the family. Nice. So if I did something with, I don't know, Say me and Georgia recorded mm. just an album of mm-hmm. like stuff. It, that that would be future relics. Would just be me and her for that. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like That's that cool. that kind of thing. That's I quite lovely. I quite like it being like a. Yeah, it's obviously a unique experience that you yeah. know you. 
you're obviously cherishing aye. because of everything that Aye, it's just growing up in Airdrie as well, young, at least a young team. Aye, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably where it's coming from somehow. <laughs> Go with the word collective. Aye, it's a collective, but it's essentially a young team. young team. It's a group of bams, man. <laughs> And playing live, is that mm. something that you get to do? A lot of you getting to perform? Aye, so not so much the Future Relic stuff, but mm. I'm, I'm looking into that now. But solo classical stuff, I do a lot of that. Just playing solo guitar, which okay. is really cool. Like, So mm. I really love doing that, like playing re- that repertoire and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you were saying your masters is in performance. Oh, performance, so, aye. Yeah, yeah. So playing some concerts for that. I'm playing a concert in London at the end of the year. I think it's like the 26th of October at cool. King's Place. It's like all new music, but it's with a string quartet. Oh, my goodness. Which is really cool. It's really nice. That's really cool. They're called the Legacy Quartet. They're like a contemporary music string quartet. They're amazing. Right. So I'm playing with them, that which will be really cool. cool. But uh, I'm trying to work out right now the future relic stuff. I think I might be playing a show in Glasgow towards the end of the year, but I'm going to play the album live. So I need to work out how I'm going to make that a cohesive live thing rather because I don't want people like it's like Jules Hall and people coming on and off the stage. Okay. I want everyone to like Everybody to yeah. play together and I don't yeah, want yeah. it to be like stop start. I want it to be like it would be on tape, like you hit play and it's just the thing. So it'll be quite like a oh. cool experience, but I'm trying to figure out right now how I would get everyone together for rehearsals and make all the tracks work together. That's lovely. So it'll be quite cool, it'll be quite yeah, nice yeah. but uh, You've obviously crammed in a lot in the last few years. Uh, so when I was in Germany, mm-hmm. like when I finished my masters, I went out to Dusseldorf for the day to this cool wee bar, and I was on my own. And it was a day after, and I, I had a few beers and stuff, and I was just like listening to music, right? And I was just like crying. I was like, oh, no. just, I was listening to music that was like really nice music and fun, but I was quite emotional, and oh. I was like half cut as well, and I was just like, <laughs> just like looking back, like on the last since I since I started studying there, or mm-hmm. when I when I left, because when I when I graduated in 2016, I went sort of straight into the Masters and since then, so much has changed, mm-hmm. like, so, so much has changed in the last two years. Even just the way I, I am as a per- like a musician and the way I think about music, like, I think when I was doing it, I was so just like, right, let's do this, let's do this, like head down, yeah. not even knowing where you're going, just doing each stage at mm-hmm. a time and then when you get to the end, you look you're back like, and you're uh, like, wow, exactly, yeah. so it's like that, so I, I don't know for sure, the album, definitely, like sometimes I just can't believe like that was, a th- it happened so quick, like the whole mm-hmm. album process was done in like six months. I think did I, you have like a kind of launch or anything for I the did, I did, a, I did, a, I guess all that work, like you're I, saying. I did a launch in um, London, I did, mm-hmm. my friends from Germany run this like um, sort of YouTube channel called Open Strings Berlin uh, and I did a video with them last year and I got really friendly with them, I did like a performance piece and then you do an interview, but they documented pretty much most of the making of the album. And they had so much footage and we went to a cinema in Hackney and we showed like 25 minutes of the making of the album. And then after it, we turned the lights down in the cinema. Everyone had like sleep masks and like put the sleep masks on. And we listened to the album back to back full blast with beers and stuff in this class. That's so cool. It was really cool. That's lovely. Yeah, it was good. So I did that. So that was really nice. But I think like the album's like... It's just started, so like I'm definitely going to do some shows, and I mm. think they'll be pretty special. But I think just everything in the in the last few years, like I'm really grateful, like for just being around really nice people. Like mm. makes the, a lot of difference. Everyone, it? everyone that played in the album, all my friends, all the teachers I've had, just just being around good people has been just a really yeah. fortunate thing. I was out with my mates yesterday, and do you ever sit sometimes and you're with your pals and you're just like. 
man, I love you. You're class. Like, I could be mates with absolute bangers, but you're like, do you know what I mean? I got you. Yeah. Like, but I don't know. Like, I'm even getting sentimental now. Like, I've not even had a booze yet. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. So I don't At know. Least I know it's an Irish coffin. <laughs> no, I think like no, gra- that's nice. It's, it, graduating. That's yeah, I think and that's. Gra- I mean, that's the ethos behind this podcast. Yeah, it started because I was getting the opportunity. I, I consider myself extremely lucky to be doing mm-hmm. what I, I'm mm-hmm. doing still. Like you say, you're just getting your head down. You're just doing it. Yeah, exactly. And then you look back and you're like, that's mental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's all been because other people have took a chance on you, or exactly, or supported you, exactly, or, yeah. or given you encouragement and. I genuinely don't think I could do all the things I do if I didn't have good people around mm-hmm. me. I, and given, working with good people just makes all the difference. Given Especially pe- when you're being creative. Yeah, giving people the chance, like you say, like people giving me chances has been like the best thing. Mm. Just that alone has been like, please, if you give me the opportunity to do this, I promise, like I won't let, I, that's just the way I try to work. I promise I won't let you down. Like yeah. I'll try my, try my best. Totally. Like that's the thing. Yeah, and, yeah. and you do, and you've proved yourself. Well, I'm kind of doing that thing like, I'm like looped up and I've looked back and I'm like shit that's a lot and then it's like I head back down I need to go away like the fear again just the fear <laughs> kicking in that's probably what's happening right now and what do your family and friends make of it all are they just super I think like, and I supportive and I think so I like my mum and dad are just like really they're, they're not they're not the musicians, musicians or anything I think they just like there was times when we were growing up that um, I think they were a bit worried to put it lightly about like what <laughs> I was going to do yeah and then now I think like same thing like you sort of prove people that you're like no this is what I want to mm. do this isn't a hobby, hobby. this is like yeah. uh, and I guess as a parent you want you just want the best for your kids uh, you want them to be happy uh, and you don't want to see them struggling so the, uh, the thought of them getting into anything arts based is like yeah there is uncertainty but there's uncertainty in any industry now. exactly exactly so it's like, well be doing something you like exactly like I, I can't if I ever had a kid or anything like that I really just think that being happy in what you do is like that's actually something that people have always said to me growing up like whatever your job is try and make it something that you love mm-hmm. so you that whole like you'll never work in a day in your life sort mm. of chat my friends are super like proud i think like they're just like they always say to me sometimes like um oh i wish i could do what you would do but they like they've all got really good jobs and like yeah. earning like shit loads of money and i get like no money that, that, that see that bag i've got with me uh-huh. that's just full of dirty washing because <laughs> i'm gonna go no 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 i got i'm actually gonna take it to my mates and just living out oh, of the bag I can't that could have the no 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 i can't do that listen if that's like literally the only payment no, no. i can give you is no 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 but like here's just, me I had my washing in the living room so you wouldn't see it oh great well we'll sh- got laundry going. don't be shy <laughs> no like uh, I love how you're keeping it real that, that is that is the deal like, it is like I've been living you have no work I, no money I've been living I've been living out of my, my my bag like all the time just travelling and stuff so like go take my washing my mate's house to wash it day when it was happening <laughs> but like no like I'm like got money and I teach a lot and stuff so yeah. it's good but like even the whole album, everything from like the commissions from the composers, studio time, all this stuff was all just like self-funded. It was not like waiting for like people were like, oh, you should apply to like creative grants mm. and stuff. But it's like kind of be art. like I will do it at one point, but I'm I want to do it now. Yeah. Like I can't, I don't want to wait, wait for wait someone for to tell me to be like you can do it or not. Yeah, it's like yeah. I'm gonna do it regardless. Yeah. yeah. But like all that stuff is just like all the like the money I make. It's like going in to fund this thing. Like yes. that's the way I see it. Like I love teaching, but also it's allowing me to do these mm. other things. And like some of the kids I teach are just amazing. They're yeah, so I was gonna ask you about that. Like teaching's yeah. like a whole other thing. I like <laughs> I, I I really got that from like 
try and give obviously from being somewhere like musically underprivileged or whatever mm-hmm. I can't stress enough like David Cowan that teacher like him just number one giving me the very first chance just to like be like you can come in and just sit literally used to sit all afternoon mm-hmm. and like he's dead now that guy like he was so young he died so young and wow, like right. yeah like I just owe him I wish I could like somehow tell him like I wrote his name in my tape being Did like you? to David sort of thing and nice it's like I, these people don't realise how much of an impact and you probably you wouldn't have realised at the time how much yeah, of an impact he just was just making. giving me a, just giving me a chance and that's class and I feel like he instilled in me like this sort of way like every kid that you teach or whatever like you like they could be I don't this sounds really arrogant not like me but like they could if you just give them the, yeah. the time uh-huh. you just like could yeah. they could be maybe as like happy as I feel because of that do you know what I mean not not saying like you can be me no, don't be no, me no 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 <laughs> you know I, I, mean? I totally get it Aye. you're right yeah. yeah just invest a bit of time a exactly bit of invest invest is the word yeah, just, and you owe them as well because like you're doing you're doing a job and stuff mm. and I've had plenty of teachers that are like jaded and just being like horrible and it's like yeah. this is crap man like like be, being able to teach is a gift you are potentially ruining someone's love for yeah. a subject yeah, because you, you're you making can, them hate we it we all think back to a teacher who had a negative impact in our lives definitely you know mm. and you're like you know they're a human being they're probably going through something and blah aye, blah aye. but in those formative years it's so important like what you're telling young people Big and thing. what you tell them mm-hmm. and telling them that you carry do something because you've not got maths <laughs> I know. I done reset my maths like twice. I don't know why. I managed to get it eventually. Ah, well, good for you, man. Using I, a calculator. I, I literally can't count. No, I've, I went. I went to like the, the psychologist, and they were like, "You've got uh, dyscalculus, which is like a math dyslexia." Ah, right, okay. But I found that out later. Yeah. When I already figured out how to like do counting in my weird way, so I was Fine. like, "Oh, I've got it. Cool." Like sorted. It doesn't really matter yeah. anymore. Like. <laughs> My dad, my dad was like, "That's a made-up thing." I was, I was like, you just don't want to count. I was like, like "It's just when I'm doing my tax return." It's oh, jeez, like- tax returns, man! Oh god, I need something to do that. If anyone's listening, that's what I do is my taxes. So. <laughs> but <I> mean, <laughs> well, we've managed to get by without being able to count. Pursuing something you love, aye. and if it, if it doesn't end up being your career, fine. But having music in your life, as someone who came from a family who was big into music, you know, my mum's not a musician, but yep. she just loves music. Uh huh. And you know, my dad playing guitar. I think just mm. music or dance or art or having that in your life is yep. super important. Definitely, and it's like there's a thing that, like that's going around as well, especially in the Glasgow sort of music scene. Because yesterday I did this um, sort of thing. A lot of Glasgow jazzers got together and stuff, and I was just in this room with like these unbelievably good musicians. Like I'd never been in a room with that many like class talented people, and. Um, I was chatting to Graham, the drummer, and um, just talking about like working with each other, and everybody just like plays in everybody's band, or everyone just helps each other out. And it's because, like, like you said before, it's like the, the, I feel like there used to be this like elitism in music that I hate. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why I wanted to do this album as well, because it is classical guitar, but it's also all of these other things, and it's just like anybody can like it. And I feel like when I was like growing up, it would be like. Or studying like people would be like oh do you know this piece and so and so and it'd be like get it up you man like what does it matter uh-huh. like it just i hate it so i tried to make it like quite inclusive and like mm. even though someone is like a phenomenal drummer or a phenomenal singer like 
your people at the end of the day and you're like try just everyone should like everyone should just try help each other out yeah. and the the result is going to be much much more genuine much more fun yeah. rather than being like oh i can't go and talk to him because he's an amazing guitar player like no, one of my thing. yeah one of my favorite guitar players is called eric johnson and he's an amazing jazz guy fusion guy from america and he's like one of my heroes man and he played in glasgow like 2012 and it's the first time i've ever and up to him and i was chatting to him and he was like the nicest guy and he played a Jimi Hendrix song at a gig and I was like that's my favourite song and he cool. was like oh that's mine too and I was like oh, I was like cuddling <laughs> and all that like, yeah he's just so nice and, like, and he's like t- talking to people about like giving lessons and stuff like whereas I've met people and they're like don't talk to me and it's like oh man that's crap you don't get far in life with that attitude not not you know personally yep. you know you don't grow be a good person and exactly. work hard. I just think that everyone's a student. Like everyone, mm. everyone's trying to figure it out. Like the imposter syndrome. Like every, every ev- exactly. Everyone's just trying to help each other out. And the people that are being idiots about it and rude and stuff. It's just like in my mind. Like I don't like I'm not playing music to be famous or anything like that. No. I'm doing it because I feel like I have to, and I it's something it. that I want to say and meet people and do things. That kind of stuff, it's like, it doesn't interest me, so I'm quite actually, like, I've got a bad temper about it. Yeah, because probably studying at the conservatoire and whatever, mm. you know, like, people would have a, a view of what you might be like. Aye, aye, like, aye. Your background is, and then you're like, hey, wait a minute. Aye. I'm just, I'm fair, How Aye. <laughs> I bet that's also a bad thing as well, because people go, oh my God, your concert was raised, and I'm like, nah, there's no. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? It's a, it's uh-huh. a, it's a, aye, you're probably good, quite it's a good and a bad thing. Aye, but I think, like, just, it keeps you grounded and it's like yeah. I know in myself if I've done something that's good I know mm. in myself if I've if I've underachieved or uh, not I've not been happy I'm quite quite good at like trusting my gut and being like no that was actually pretty good or cool. I was like that wasn't better but I can do this next time like I know when to beat myself up and I know when sometimes to be like this is a win take it because they don't yeah. come around often you 100% know? so that's kind so of so I get I get the impression that you're the kind of person that just is open to whatever the universe is going to present to you. I am a big believer in like, um, like I'm not religious or anything, mm. but I'd say as maybe more like spiritual in a way. Like mm. I, I, I believe like sometimes things happen for a reason and I, I believe in like life is just constantly testing you and it's up to you whether or not like if something bad happens to you, of course you can be sad, but there's like a lot to learn and grow from that like bad experience or that sadness. Like I feel like everything that happens is a really good opportunity to learn from it about yourself and about people around you doesn't necessarily have to be about music it can be just about like your perception on your or your outlook in life I feel yeah. like that's a good way to be yeah just I feel like every, everything's just a big a big lesson so and it's up to you whether or not you want to listen and learn those lessons yeah very true yeah so I don't know, I don't imagine you've got like a five year plan, but is there like no. things on a list or is there like things that you're like, I'd like to do that? Is there like a, no, some sort no, of like a list? No, no, no. I just sort just of. Just open to opportunities and. I just see do where whatever. The, the winds like, take I you. like, <laughs> I finished this album and then before I knew it, I'm already booked up to go back into the studio to record like a small four track EP. Amazing. That I'm going to try and put out at the end of the year, but that was just like, I never planned to do that. Mm. And then I woke up one day and I was like, before I knew it, I'd already booked it and it was happening. And I was like, right, cool. well, that's what's happening. Cool. Like I, I quite like, not in an argument way, but just quite like self intuitive to like what I feel is right and wrong. And I just sort of 
go in and out yeah, of that. Yeah, nice. I don't know. Like, I never thought I was going to do a master's and I did. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to move to London and I did. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. Just take it as it comes and that's it. Yeah, you're obviously humble and, and hardworking <laughs> and aware of your own abilities and going, no, I can go and do that. I, Not holding yourself back. I I could probably stand to be a bit more confident about stuff like that. Like, just just be, yes, I can do that, and then not say anything else. But I'm like, yes, I can do that, but I'm probably going to be shite. Do you know what I mean? Like, I need to, like, I need to be a bit more like, like that, you know what I mean? Oh, I've seen you play the guitar. I can vouch. Thank you. There's no crapness there. Yeah. Right, we're moving on to what we call the thingamabobs. This is maybe what you're crap at, actually. You might be absolutely yeah, rubbish okay. at answering these. Up. Right, go. <laughs> is it is it like a series of questions? So like basically I add to this list all the time, right? Just random questions, but then before the person comes I select like a highlight a few. So True. there's like sixty nine questions Oofed. on the list, but you're only, you're not gonna answer all sixteen. Right. So the first question I picked for you was red sauce or brown sauce? Oh both and like a Dennis the Menace I call it. <laughs> <laughs> I was at a burger van one time years ago. And uh, this story's class. Right. And uh, there was a guy who went, uh, mate, can I get brown sauce and red sauce? And then this random guy from the back of the queue went, they call that a Dennis the Menace. And I was buckled. I was like, this is class. <laughs> That's so I probably both, but if I had to pick, probably brown. But both. Um, oh, I. I've never had that before. You're missing out, mate. I don't even own brown sauce. Get I buy some. yourself sorted. Get on it. <laughs> Treat yourself. Yeah. <laughs> In your friendship group now, I guess you've probably got like various pockets of friendship groups, but Aye. if you think about a particular friendship group, what are you best known for? <laughs> being the clown, being the clown, and okay. being like the... Uh, I'm probably best known for being just Kevin. Okay. I don't know, just probably being like a big idiot. A big idiot. <laughs> I'm sure it's a lovable big idea. No, I, I, I guess. <laughs> Have you got your phone handy? Mm-hmm. What was the last thing you googled? Oh my god. <laughs> I googled Doc Holiday, the cowboy. Who? <laughs> Doc Holiday. Right. Because my mate, my mate sent me a clip from the, this cowboy film. He just sent it to me the other day and I looked up when I was waiting for the train. <laughs> and it was a clip. It was Kurt Russell in a... It's called Tombstone, right. the film. He just sent me a movie clip and then... I was like looked at the name Doc Holiday. I was like, who? I've heard that name before. And then I googled him, and apparently he was That's like, a good name, to be fair. he was like an old cowboy gambler guy. But before that, I googled Glasgow weather. <laughs> Just because I was like, you want to I was like, can, I was like, can I get? I've been wearing shorts for the past like two weeks. I was uh-huh. like, do I need to wear jeans today? And no, I'm gutted. Gutted. Just lo- love cutting about well, in shorts. Because London's been like pure mega hot. Yeah. I was like nearly forty the other day. It was Jeez, amazing. So. Loved it. And now you're back here. Yeah. Pack it to be here, man. <laughs> Talking about Glasgow. What's the best thing about Scotland, we'll say in general? Uh, just people. The banter, it's just class. Just totally. people are sound. Like my mate, from, he's from London and he always asks me questions. Just like, I think he just likes hearing me just chat about stories. Yes. I think, I think Glaswegian people are like people from Scotland. They're just yeah. really good at telling stories. Totally. Like really good funny storytellers. And he just I'm always just chatting crap stories to him and he's like, that's class. It's ideal for the podcast, uh, this is what I like. This is the whole premise. Uh, exactly. <laughs> What's your biggest pet peeve? Um I don't think I've got one. No. Nah, I think maybe 
people asking me what's the end game what are you going to do like what, what, what's the what's the life goal I hate that or people saying can you play this Eagles song <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go and get my guitar I go get it I know can you play Take It Easy it's like aye wow <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you promise no um, which band past or present would you be guitarist for I would love to play for um, Explosions in the Sky or I'd love to play for yeah probably a band like that cool yeah like nice. a really instrumental mm. rock stuff be good. I probably not not even to play because they're like well better than be just to just watch them just to learn from them see what yeah, they do like that. yeah eagles yeah you know, eagles why, why didn't I exactly why didn't you say the eagles Joe Walsh <laughs> <laughs> um, best song lyric ever oh my um, probably a Jeff Buckley one maybe Maybe actually Tim Buckley, I really think about this lyric the other day, he's got a song called Song to the Siren, mm-hmm. it's really beautiful, and the song lyric is, did I dream you dreamed about me, which I think is really nice. That is really nice. It's really sweet. If you were to switch lives with someone for a day, who would it be? Um, fuck. I really don't know. Someone that everyone hates. Oh. To see what they actually think how they perceive themselves yes yeah i had made up this game the other day with my mates it was like three of us sitting and i was like we each get to time travel somewhere but all three of us have to agree to go to that place and just be like a fly on the wall to see what it was like nice and i was like let's go to the plague just to see what was happening (laughs) and they were like no way because we'll get the plague and then and i was like no but you're going to be you've got a force field and you're going to be protected and they were like that's that's mental <laughs> and they were like and then I was like I was like go and see the plague to see what was happening or go and see the pyramids been building and my mate was like what to watch slaves working and I was like no but I was like <laughs> you I know get it no maybe it's someone everyone hated just to see what I would think like and what mm. it would be like like I don't know like Genghis Khan or Hitler ah, or something like that okay and this is the question I ask everybody on the podcast what is your favourite Scottish word or phrase Mm, probably a gallus. Nice. Gallus. I've had that a few times. I, I I always say gallus now, but there was a story. I was with my mate Kerr, and we were in Motherwell, and we were at like a house party, and I was just bamming this guy's dad up, and it was funny. And then the guy went to Kerr, like nudged me, went, he's off at gallus, isn't he? And then it was years ago, and we were just we used to say gallus ladies. <laughs> just think it's quite funny. It's a good yeah, word. It's a good word. Good. Would you consider yourself to be a bit gallus? AI, I think so. <laughs> gallus, I. Well, this has been an absolute joy. No, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. I wish you every success and whatever you. No, thank end you. Up you too. Next, and I'll be at that gig. Aye, I'll let you know. I'll yeah. let you know when everything's happening and when I record this thing this week. I'll let you know what I'm putting out. And Amazing. Stuff. But thank you so much no for having me. No pleasure, it's been, it's been really... an absolute joy. You know, you just get a vibe off somebody on the Aye. social media. Aye. I knew you were good peeps. Exactly. Like, I, I, and you I reached thank... out to me because you Aye. messaged me saying, oh, this is to... really cool yep. what you're doing. And mm-hmm. I was like, how nice. No, totally. Like that's what I'm saying before. Like with like Georgia, like I never knew her. But well, we sort of knew just because we were talking about it before. Yes. Like I, I never knew her personally, but she worked with my mate. Right. And I just messaged her and I was like, look, I think your voice is class. I really like what you do. I'm doing this little video thing. Do you want to do it? And she was like, definitely. And then that was it. Cool. Like, I think, like, 
you can only put stuff out and whether it happens or if it doesn't happen it's cool but at least you did it yes do you know what I mean well that's it with the podcast I knew there was going to be a point where I had to start approaching people that I didn't know you, you should know, definitely do it just be yeah. gallus aye just, be gallus exactly and just ask them uh-huh. and if they what's say, the worst that can happen exactly to you? if they say no but nine, ten, 9 times out of 10 I've found people will say aye yeah you're totally right just be Bold and, and it just enriches them. your life to exactly. meet new people exactly. and your new stories. Exactly. I mean, like, now I'm going to try brown sauce and red sauce. Definitely, a dense mess. That story's true. I believe you. Aye. I'm going to have a dense mess. It was up at Airdrie. It, it was at Airdrie. It was at Airdrie skate park. It was like years ago. I've never forgot it. Tell, I tell everyone in that story. <laughs> So it's good. There you go. All because of you, I'm going to have a dentist in. Class, honestly, it's good. Let me know how it is. <laughs> it's kind of like, it turns out now, now there's like one of those HP sauces. It's a spicy one or something, or a fruit one. Oh, it's like gosh. that. Learning all of the things on all this podcast. All the tricks of the trade. <laughs> if you can call them. No, thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you. Daniel so Cahill. Daniel <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Pleasure. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Braw and the Brave, a podcast about people and their passions. Join us next time for more insight and inspiration from my wonderful guests. Bye for now.